0: Welcome everybody back to the Friar Talk podcast and YouTube channel. For today's episode, we are going to be talking about Fernando Tatis and his recovery from his wrist injury. So I'm going to be reading a tweet from 93, 97.3 The Fan. Um, according to AJ Preller, Fernando Tatis saw doc- Dr. Sheridan yesterday for his three-month follow-up. It went well with a range of motion and strength. They saw healing, but it wasn't where, where, he, where he could get the full green light to swing a bat and play in rehab games. Tatis is now considered week to week. They also had a follow up tweet that basically says, look, Tatis has seen progress since the last time he met the doctor. Um, and Preller not exactly sure when the next um, scan or imaging will take place, but he's week to week. So I'm assuming it's going to be sometime early next week. Um, but we, we look at this and I think the initial timeline that it seemed like there was kind of there, because remember this was not like a clear, Oh, this is a three week recovery or a three to four week recovery it just depends how your body recovers in this case. And the date that we had kind of been talking about was mid June. I would say is when we were, we were kind of hoping however we, we brought up that it could be July. It could be early June. We had talked about Fernando being a, a quote unquote fast healer from his previous injuries. Um, but it seems like it's probably going to be early, early July, maybe post all-star break now next week, maybe they'll come back and they'll say, all right, he's ready to go. He's ready to start swinging a bat a week later. He might take another week of rehab games it could be three weeks, right? It could be a couple weeks. It could also be a month. It could also be a month and a half. Um, I'll also note that a lot of people are saying that, I I don't know why, just on Twitter, but they're saying, Oh, he's not going to play this year. He's going to play this year. There's no reason to believe that at all. Um, He, he broke his wrist. That doesn't mean he's going to be out for like eight months or six months or whatever it is. So it's been three months. He's doing a lot better. He was month to month. Now he is week to week, but Obviously, a lot of implications for this Padres team. Um, part of me kind of does wonder, so does this mean that, is it because of the record? Like, is it, is it because the Padres are playing well that they're like, we're going to be really patient with him? I don't necessarily know if that's the case just because you want to see Fernando on the field. But I don't know. How how are you guys feeling about the the recent news about Fernando Tatis' injury?
1: Um, You know... I was hoping that it would be a little bit more positive. They really didn't give a timeline other than week to week. And they didn't really say when he's going to go in for a next scan, which I guess that would be for like uh, confidelity. I can't speak right now. You guys know what I'm trying to say, but I'm guessing it's probably going to be like, he's going to get another scan in a couple of weeks. If not, they push it back to, I'd say a couple of weeks. I don't think they'll do it. Wait three weeks for it. He's almost there. He's got the strength back. They said everything's good. It's just taking a little longer than they expected to heal. So I'm guessing it's going to take a couple weeks for another scan just to be on the safe side. The Padres are in a good spot. They're in second place. They're half a game to a game back. I mean, they're they're doing good. They're in a good solid spot. Their rotation's fine. The offense is starting to finally come around. Cronenworth is hitting. I mean, they're in a good spot. So I can see why the Padres don't want to rush him back. I don't think it's really anything we need to be worried about. Uh, If he, you know, takes until August to come back, I think, you know, you start to worry a little bit. But everything was saying, you know, he might be beginning to end of June, if not early July. We're still within that table. It's really just once he gets cleared, how many rehab games is he going to take? How many swings is he going to take to get back into his groove? Cause they might even just give him a, lo- a little bit longer for rehab just so that he can get his timing and everything back before he comes up to the bigs. But I don't really think there's any concern to it. He's he's Fernando. We've seen how he comes off injuries. He usually comes back hotter than ever. So it could be the spark that this offense needs to take first place, but we just gotta be patient.
2: Yeah, I mean, overall, they said that the the news from Fernando, the development, his healing is all positive. That's what they said. They said it's positive, so that's overall a good sign. Apparently, the whole the plan the whole time was to be conservative with his rehab, and that's definitely the approach that they're taking. Um, especially considering, you know, a lot of the complaints at least last year was that the Padres would rush Fernando back, um, and this this year they're doing the total opposite, which is a, a really good thing to see. I mean, you look at last year, um, the Padres essentially needed to rush him back because the only way they were going to contend is with his 42 home runs that he hit. Uh, cause outside of that, you weren't outside of him, Manny and Jake, you weren't getting much production out of anyone else. So they just kept rushing him back. And I mean, injuries continue to happen this year. They're taking a conservative approach. Um, I expect to see him in, in rehab games within the next two to three weeks. I would say, uh, Essentially you'll see him I think mid July. Yeah, like toward after the all-star break, which would still have him in line to play twelve games against the Dodgers, nine games against the Giants. Um, which of course are the are the two division opponents that that we really need to compete with so that's a really good thing i, I mean you're playing almost over half of the games against the dodgers and almost half of the games against the giants so really good thing and and matt you brought up their record i absolutely think the record has something to do with it this is still a very good team the pitching's absolutely been there you know even though the bats when you look at the stats their bats haven't been the best you look at ops average all that kind of stuff they haven't been that good but when you look at how many runs they're putting up they're essentially doing it without that now if it's up to you guys if you guys think they can sustain that. To me, I think they can. They're they're doing very well. Then you have to look at the competition. Are they going to be okay without Fernando? Yes, they play the Dodgers four times, they play the Giants a couple more times, and they play the Mets three times. Other than that, it's a lot of Rockies, some Diamondbacks, Phillies, um, a couple of mediocre to below-average teams sprinkled in there. Essentially, they still are set up for success without Fernando. and. Come trade deadline, not only are you probably going to get a bat at the deadline, but you're going to get a superstar back. So, I mean, that is essentially like adding a piece. Um, Overall, like I said, there is positive development in Fernando's um, healing, apparently. So, I mean, that's a good thing thing to hear.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I see see a lot of people being like really upset about the news. There were no setbacks. There's no setbacks. That's a positive thing. Now, if we would have got, because we were talking about it before we recorded today, and there was the rumors, there, there was the news that A.J. Preller is going to make an announcement. And we're like, oh, no, because it, it was pretty clear that he wasn't going to start swinging. And we're like, oh, no, that does not sound good. That sounds like there's going to be a setback. They come out, no setbacks, basically just being cautious. You brought up the light schedule, Isaac. So here's the next Here's the next few series until the All-Star break. Got the rest of this Cubs series, Rocky series, Arizona, Phillies, Cardinal. Or, I'm sorry, um, Diamondbacks, um dodgers mariners giants rockies um diamondbacks again and then the all-star break so you have two tough series in that whole stretch that's over a month i mean if he came back right after the all-star break that'd be july 22nd that's five weeks so that's like being super super cautious of keeping him for five weeks and I'm pretty confident that in those five weeks, the Padres will win at least 60% of those games, because what have we seen? We've seen seen them have a top record in the entire league right now, tied for first place with the Dodgers. I guess they're not like they're tied, but they have a lower winning percentage. So like they're technically behind them, but you know, they're right. They're right up there, right. They're one of the best teams in the NL and they do not have him. Um, And we're going to, you know, we're going to see how it plays out, but I think you guys are right. When we kind of look at it, as like, there's no reason to panic at all. Um, It I mean, it does suck for every fan that you don't get to see him. Like that's of course, but in terms of the team's success, it it doesn't it doesn't hurt them that bad. Now, what what we really want to see is we want to see Fernando in August, in September, in October. That's when you're gonna really need him this year. Because at the end of the day, what is rushing Fernando really do for you? This is a guy that has 12 and a half years left on his contract. Do you really want to rush him back and have something, have a problem happen where his wrist does not recover fully, does not recover completely. And he has some lingering issue where his wrist is always screwed up. You see that happens with a lot of players, especially hands and feet where they try to rush back. And then like, especially for like guys in football where their feet get jacked up. And then like a receiver always has a foot problem. Um, Baseball for your hands. If you have a problem gripping the bat, that is so detrimental to you. So I think it makes a lot of sense to be cautious. Um, Isaac, like you brought up, like I, it would be very interesting if that's part of the reason why, um, and I wouldn't hate that. I mean, I also just think like probably just be cons- conservative about it either way, right? Like you don't want to you don't want to rush your superstar back and, and have some issue down the road. But I think we look at it, and it's there's no reason to panic at all about this. But I think that's all I got. So anything else you guys want to add on on Fernando?
1: Yeah, just to add on to what you're saying, he already is dealing with kind of a lingering shoulder problem that he's had with the last few years, especially last year, exacerbated it tremendously. You know, he had the shoulder come out of its socket just a few times. You don't want him to have two lingering problems. He's already got the problem with his shoulder, which hopefully it doesn't come back again this season. But if he's going to be dealing with both of them, he's basically going to be handicapped the entire season. He's going to have a balky shoulder and then a balky wrist let him let him take his time we just want him to be completely healthy like we said we have him for another 12 and a half years we want to make sure he's completely healthy for a majority of those years injuries happen but you know rushing him back doesn't help you with anything right now you're in a good spot the only real competition you have is uh who you didn't uh in the series coming up. But I worry about the Rockies just because for some reason the Rockies always play the Padres pretty well. And, and then there was another team. But we play the Diamondbacks in like three series. We're fine. We're in a good spot. We play the Cubs right now. And then we played the Diamondbacks th- in the three series like I said. There's n- no one really on the Diamondbacks to be concerned with outside of Catel Marte and Varsho. They don't really have pitching. We should always beat up on the Diamondbacks. So we're in a good spot. We don't play a lot of, you know, guys that we need to beat. You know, that all comes in August. We're good.
2: Yeah, and you can still get back. You're going to get back Clevenger. You're going to get back more I mean, you're going to get back some bullpen arms. There's going to be a lot of additions. Of course, the biggest one being Fernando Tatis, but um, getting other guys is is definitely huge. And by the time Fernando comes back, you might even see Mike Clevenger back to full strength, which if you look at it in terms of, batting averages, what what the pitches are allowing in terms of batting averages. Mike Clevenger was, I believe, second or third, if not first, um, but he was one of our best pitches in terms of, of batting average against. So um, he, he's going to be fantastic down the road also. It's not just Fernando, it's multiple guys. Of course, like I said, Fernando is the biggest, but on the bright side, you're getting Fernando working on um, a lot. He's working a lot on the defensive side side of things. I mean, you could definitely tell he's bulked up a lot. So, other than swinging a bat, everything looks good for Fernando. I think he's going to be a great player. So, um, not maybe not at the plate immediately, but everything else, I think he's it's going to be fantastic. Um, like you guys said, the strength of the schedule is not very tough until he comes back. Um, you could talk about the Dodgers, but the Dodgers aren't playing very encouraging baseball right now. The Padres pitching staff, I think matches up great with that against that team. So um, I, I do think they compete well with the Dodgers, even without Fernando. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I got. I think this is still a good team. I think I don't really even think it's a matter of just hanging there till Fernando's back. I think they're showing like we can do this like we don't revolve around our superstar we're more than just our superstar um that's not a diss at fernando fernando is my favorite player i love fernando but um you know they have proven to be a very capable team right now
0: <laughs> yeah and we didn't even we didn't even mention that fernando's also put on like 15 to 20 pounds and he he looks like he doubled the side of his size of his butt dude he's he's huge he's giant right now like he's been working out he looks like he's about to have a lot more power than he did last year as well. So we'll see how it plays out, but it, it's very clear that he's been really working hard to get back. Obviously he's the guy that kind of screwed up in this. I mean, not kind of, he did, he screwed up in this situation, but I think he's, he's handled it as best as you can. And you just look at it as like, okay, bumping the road. Yes, but he's done the right things. He's going to be back. He's going to be back at full strength. Um, and looks have really taken rehab very seriously. And also, also improving the other aspects of his health like getting bigger gaining muscle so i think we also gotta gotta bring up that as well but i think besides that i think that's gonna do it for today's episode so that's gonna do it for today tomorrow we're going to have an episode out on eric Hosmer. um not the most positive episode in the world i'll let you guys know that right now um, and then thursday we'll be recapping this cub series after that game ends i believe the game starts like 11:20 um on the west coast so in the morning so pretty early so probably late afternoon or, e- or early evening we'll do a live stream then but besides that that's all we got for today so thank you guys and we'll be talking about eric cosmer and then recapping the cub series later this week